So on today's episode, I'm interviewing a sister goddess. What is a sister goddess? So just like growing up dancing hula or being a part of any kind of sports troupe or whatnot, you have sisters that you're basically doing life with. And although we live in different parts of the world, I feel very connected to this woman and I have since the moment that I met her and I share a little bit about how we met and you know in this world of like information I think we're just kind of capped on the amount of information that is constantly coming at us and this is an episode to really get connected to ourselves and that is something that Sam is so brilliant at. She is truly a revolutionary leader She's an artist and a humanitarian who inspires others to really live their unapologetic lives. She does host her own retreats and programs, which you can check out after the show, which is all linked in the show notes. And she brings this fierce medicine to remind us who we all really came here to be. There are so many gold nuggets that she kind of just drops in this episode, like I was taking so many notes. So I just want to share with you to grab a pen and paper if something resonates with you and write it down. I'm really excited for today's episode, so let's get into it. Welcome to Beyond the Reef podcast, a show dedicated to the driven island woman who has checked all the boxes and still feels like something is missing. I am your hostess, Uilani Tevanga, a wife, a mother, a wahine embodiment mentor and intuitive business coach with over a decade in mentoring female entrepreneurs to source freedom and fulfillment from within. I believe the freedom that brings so many to entrepreneurship is multidimensional and it expands into new levels the deeper we get to know ourselves. Consider this show that invitation. What does the reef represent in your own life? Regardless of the stage you are in with your business, imagine if you were able to unlock greater levels of abundance from within, that it was no longer dependent on just what you do, but how you amplify the truth of who you already are. Through open conversations around feminine embodiment and business, emotional mastery, spirituality, and a reclamation of pleasure, oh yeah, we're going there. We will explore the most powerful resource you have, yourself. You're about to go beyond the barriers you think are keeping you stuck. It's time to awaken the mana within so we can go beyond the reef. All right, welcome back to today's episode. I have been looking forward to this one for about a year now. I met the profane priestess on Instagram about a year ago when I stepped into my first goddess class. And this whole month, I've been talking a ton about goddess heading into another certification. And she was definitely one of the women in that circle that stood out to me the most because she talked about leadership. And at the time, I were, was also running like a sovereign leadership mastermind And when she spoke, it was just one of those moments where you knew like, this is the divine feminine. I've never met this girl. And yet we're speaking the same language, maybe in our own different tones, mine with a little Hawaii pigeon, (laughs) but it was so beautiful to connect and just to watch um, both of us in our own paths. And she said something, and I always tell her, I always think about this because when I really stepped into facilitation work and really own that, no one's going to invite you, right? She said, you can't fuck around when you teach goddess. 
but I really took that as you can't fuck around when you're holding space for individuals like so much pretenders so many people are really wanting to be seen as leaders but like doing the work for ourselves so I asked Sam before we jumped on this I'm like what's on your heart today and I love it because what made me fall in love with her the first time is what we're we're talking about today and that is authentic leadership so hi Sam hi thanks so much for having me on this is so exciting so excited so can you just tell us a little bit about who you are and a little bit about your upbringing and just kind of what led you into the spaces that you're in you know the short story of the (laughs) the very long road yes let's I'll condense it down because I do feel like there's been a couple lifetimes already this lifetime and I could have not predicted uh, a lot of what has unfolded so yeah my name's Sam I live in Sedona Arizona and I am a speaker for sure. I'm passionate about women's liberation work. I'm passionate about storytelling and authentic belonging. I definitely consider myself a revolutionary through and through and a visionary and really a conduit for spirit. I feel like a lot of what I create and the spaces I find myself in, it feels so much bigger than me. And uh, I definitely am one to surrender. Yeah, I mean, I've watched my life crumble and burn so many times to for it to be rebirthed in the most beautiful, truer way. So, yeah, I definitely have a good time this life right now. Um, I get to hang out with so many beautiful, badass women, and and I get to sink deeper into myself and full expression. And yeah, it's just we're having fun. We're having fun. So my upbringing, I was raised in the Bay Area by East Coast Jews. Um, I had a bat mitzvah that was about not getting tattoos or piercings. And then I definitely got tattoos and piercings. So no Jewish cemetery for me. Um, Had a sport. My dad was like always my coach. So did a lot of sports growing up. And my parents were more Buddhist than Jewish. Honestly, by the time I was like a teenager, they were going to spirit rock meditation. And so I kind of called them Bujus. Um. And yeah, I'm like, so my mother's daughter and so my father's daughter, my mother is free spirited and has been multimedia journaling since the eighties and loves dancing, super emotional, super trusting of a greater power. And so in many ways, I feel like I got my mother's creative spark in her free spiritedness. And my dad is very different. They have so much polarity. My dad's super practical, super tactical, witty, sporty, um, He's like the protector and the hunter, the hunter gatherer, the provider for the family. And so, yeah, I mean, he, he's why I move my body so much and why I'm willing to write and rewrite. He's a writer and yeah, the wit and the, I mean, the practicality I didn't get so much for sure. That's not my strong suit, but the wit and um, just being generous and caring about people. Like I learned so much from both my parents and let's see, I studied uh, documentary filmmaking and feminism in college. And I got a pretty much a full ride to college by running track. So I was a sprinter, a lot of emphasis on um, performance and sport. And and then, yeah, I graduated and just went commercial fishing immediately from college graduation, which everyone was like, why the fuck do you just get a degree? Yeah, I love that part. So <laughs> Sam is part-time pirate. I love when she does that. Oh my God. I love it too. It's still the one part of my life where I'm like, I can't believe I do that. Like, there's so much that's beyond the beyond in life. And the the fishing is like, really, dude, really? So, 
yeah, so I went commercial fishing and I mean, long story short, yeah, I did a seasonal thing for a few years of fishing in the summertime, world traveling, the off season, found my way to Sedona, Arizona. Uh, well, oh my God, there's so much in between. I got quarantined in Peru for eight months during the pandemic where I was getting, I got my yoga teacher training down there. And that's really where I opened my eyes to a bigger picture. I had just gotten off birth control. That plays a role. I fell in love. I was seeing the, it was the first time I was with women who were healers and goddesses and priestesses and medicine women and really like embodied and claiming their birthright and claiming their sovereignty. And yeah, that set the stage for then finding Sedona in the beginning of 2021. And since then, I mean, birthing my own journaling business, finding goddess yoga, holding a torch for women's gatherings. I mean, so much of it is just, it's just happened organically and it's, there's been a lot of lives lived and it's just, it's so cool to reflect on. Like we live it forwards and understand it backwards. And I mean, I just, I know to always leave room for mystery to work its magic because whatever I think is going to happen in the next year, in the next month, in the next five years, you know, Grandmaster Storyteller has a far greater vision than what I could ever imagine. And I feel like my life is that sentiment played out. I love that so much. And I want to talk about, well, just ask you, there's like an interweaving. I, I feel like when I look at my life, how all the twists and turns, um, personally, as you're saying this, like they don't seem to match up for the, from the outside perspective. But when you're going through this journey, you look back and you're like, there's a underlying theme in all of these, you know, things that we do or places that we fall into. What do you think is one or two of your themes that have is, is the weaving of all of it? Oh, man, I just got chills as you said that in the in the way that you did. Um, a few of my themes relating with women and being sovereign. And you know, as you said that, what came to mind is a tapestry being woven. And on one side is the stitching and it's a mess, but on the other side is like this beautiful image, this beautiful thing that people hang up in their houses. And so it feels like real time, it's the back of the tapestry and it's the sewing and it's like, this is crazy. And where, what is this creating? And then yeah, with patience and trust, it turns into this, this altarpiece, this adornment. And yeah, I mean, I can say full heartedly, like so much of the, the shitty stuff I've experienced plays directly into the places that I'm most resonant as a leader today. So nothing for nothing ever. Can I ask what took you to Peru at first? For sure. Well, it was actually my third time in the Sacred Valley. The the area near Machu Picchu outside of Cusco like tugged t- still actively. I mean, it's just such a power spot for me. Mm-hmm. And I had been there twice when I knew that I would go back. And I mean, really what it was. Okay, so August 2019, it's salmon season. I'm out at sea. We actually spend a month out at sea. I didn't touch land for 28 days. It was a life-changing month, August of 2019. But I went out to sea with a like horrible yeast infection because I had been doing my thing in town and was not was on birth control. So that's just that was a whole other lifetime of how I went about living my life. And 
anyway, I went out to see with a yeast infection, didn't have medication for it. It's already like you're working, you know, 18 to 20 hour days in all rubber. It's not a comfortable situation, but to add that level of discomfort, I felt like my pussy was screaming at me and I had this intuitive hit. I cannot go deeper on my own path until I get off birth control. And then the next hit was, you're going to go back to the sacred Valley of Peru and do this Yoni healing work. And Wow. So initially the trip to Peru that time, I started in Patagonia and was backpacking with a friend. But then I flew from Buenos Aires to Cusco and found a naturopathic healer to do womb work with and to heal some physical imbalances. And so really it was womb healing that brought me to Peru that third time. And then, I mean, you can't make this shit up. This like this story of how it all unfolded it's crazy. I was in Cusco. I had been doing this healing work with a naturopath. I'm in a coffee shop as it's like winding down. I have a few more days working with her and I'm listening to music with one earphone and I'm scrolling on my phone, yoga teacher trainings in, in South America, 2020. And like two minutes later, this guy walks in and just happens to say to this woman, Oh, I'm doing this yoga teacher training next week in the sacred Valley of Peru. And it's like one of those moments where, you know, the like things kind of slow down. You're like, am I in a movie? So I take my earphone out and I'm like, hey, you said yoga teacher training. Like I'm looking for yoga teacher trainings. What's up? So he just gives me this information. I reach out to the person and I, and then he walks out. He gives me the information and he leaves. And I end up sign. I end up contacting the person running it. I sign up for it. It starts March 10th. I see that guy there again. He had, so we become friends there five days into it the global lockdown happens. And that's where I spend my quarantine. And it was like the best case scenario. And so this man, Jonathan is now one of my best friends and is like a sibling to me. And there are, he has played such a role in these like big pieces. He's been such a synchronistic puzzle piece. And it's like, I mean, it, yeah, it's unbelievable. That story is incredible. And something I notice about you when you speak to, it's like your heart is so open. And I know you talk about the different lifetimes that you've lived. And obviously there's going to be like the pain and the hurt, but I want to talk about how, you know, there's a difference between like confidence and then just this sure knowing that you're always taking care of. Like, that's the feeling I get from you is like, I'm always being led. I'm always being led. And I can just trust, trust in that. You just radiate that. Mm. Where do you think that really comes from? Like, what have you allowed in your life? to tap into that heart space the way that you do. Wow. I know you, and you can take a minute to like, you don't have to. Okay, here's my answer. (laughs) I mean, it's just such a compliment. Oh, it's like such a reminder of why it's important to have powerful mirrors because often, you know, we're missing, we're missing ourselves in some way. And so I just, I take a moment and receive that. Thank Mm you. Oh, I mean, half the time I forget is the truth like I'm in my own panic of like how is this going and what do I need to do but I'd say yeah I mean I always am able to get back to like yo this is bigger than you like you I've been asking for it for years I've been so devoted in my journal just really like writing year after year month after month like you know, God strip me, strip me from what isn't mine, strip away from me, what doesn't belong to me. Like I want to, 
I want to be a force in the world. I want to be a conduit for your divine plan. I mean, in different ways, these words have found their way into my journal for the last at least five years um, and more so for sure in the last three. But it's such, that's such a beautiful question. How do I keep my heart open? I mean, I really feel like that's the magnet. It's like being confident and being vulnerable, like having the heart presence be such a part of leadership. And so I don't want to pretend that I'm just this boss bitch that has it all together or that, you know, I'm my wild woman is fully expressed and that's it. Cause it's like, it all weaves in and I'm just, I'm so interested in seeing people where they're the most human. And mm. so naturally the only way to extract that is to lead with being fully human. And I am writing that down for you, sis, and you're going to post that. Mm. Oh, Where are you the most human? Mm, that is that hit. Oh, yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. I mean, I'm so grateful to be able to like hold my own heart and trust that we can always get through it. It always passes no matter what it is. And you know what? Goddess yoga has been a huge part of that for me yeah. too. Yeah. Like seeing I women. I want to hear about your journaling because I, I feel like when I met you at Goddess Yoga, and then I started following you and then I was seeing all these journals and I'm journaled. Like I think, oh yeah, we have a journal. This little stuff we buy on Amazon. Like they're like wide and they're very spacious, but Sam's journal is just this art and expression and free. And I just want to hear more about your journaling. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that is definitely one of the tools in my toolbox to find my way home to myself. Did you create that style of journaling or, yeah? Okay. I mean, I, my mom, again, my mom has been collaging mm -hmm. in her journals, um, using colored pencils. So I like grew up seeing this type of multimedia art. And Beautiful. I guess I just really, I took it to the next level when I got to Sedona, because when I asked the universe, how do I contribute? It was like, Boom, share your passion mm. for multimedia journaling, especially being in a high vibe healing arts community, mm -hmm. which Sedona is this healing capital or the spiritual capital of America, whatever that means. Any place, but especially places like these, integration is the most important and most lacking thing. Yeah, so I want to hear about that because I don't get that. Like, explain that one to me. I mean, I understand with integration with like trauma healing work, mm -hmm. but... Yeah, what you're talking about. Sure. So, I mean, it's not unrelated from trauma healing work. I mean, I feel like most people doing healing work are looking to come more into wholeness and mm -hmm. heal their shadow. And, and but what I find when things are very accessible of the ascension process stuff, yeah. so oh, okay. medicine, yeah, yeah. breath work, mm -hmm. meditation, the things that lead us to the oneness and to God, which are part of the human experience and are super important. But if it's not being met, with the grounding. Exactly. Yeah. If it's Got not it. grounded, mm -hmm. we can stay floating. And, you know, it's the kind of deal of like, oh, I'm sending you light and love, but I can't actually show up to bring you a casserole when you're going through something. So, and, you know, not that there's the direct correlation between like the light and love journaling and then bringing the casserole, but the integration being like, okay, great. You just did a breathwork ceremony. Great. You just did plant medicine. Like, let's be like, let's write it down. Let's make art mm -hmm. of our inner transformation so we can like really process 
process and bring what we learned into wholeness rather than just keep seeking for that feeling of ascension. Right, because um, we're human and we got to live this human experience. Yeah, exactly. And got so it. I feel like for me, the journaling plays such an important role because when you start having fun with it and you get to see that your inner transformation is art and you begin filling up journal pages and some of it's watercolor and some of it's collage and some of it's self-loathing and some of it's a letter of forgiveness and some of it's celebrating your wins, some of it's messy, some of it's beautiful. You begin to see that the whole, the whole journal, your evolution is so much more than the sum of its parts than that one day that you felt shame or that one day that you yelled at your kids. And so in that way, it's such a representation of life. It's like, everything passes and keep going. Like it's, it's bigger than that one moment. And yeah. So I get to see the direct correlation with the art I make and the way I live my life of the whole is more than the sum of its parts keep going and be committed. And so with this, this journal format too. So I've called it new earth journalism. I call it creative alchemy and creative alchemy, meaning like alchemy is the science of transformation. So using creativity, whether that's dance or art, to move and shift how we're feeling. And yeah, I mean, watercolor is so good for the parasympathetic nervous system and collage. A picture's worth a thousand words. There's all these things that when you start implementing it as a daily practice, it, oh, it's just, it's so healing and so expansive. But with New Earth Journalism, so here's where things come full circle too and tendrils and the the themes of our stories. But yeah, so I, I was the editor-in-chief of my high school paper. I went to school for documentary filmmaking. That was because of journalism. And then I just didn't use the degree. And then when I got into this journal work, I realized like, oh, wow, like me motivating people to care about their own internal breaking news and to honor their emotions is the journalism of today. Like, wow. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how most people feel about turning on the news or reading the newspaper. I'm like, I don't really know what's true today. But you know what I know what's true is when I ask myself, like, how's my heart? And then when I have conversations with people who are committed to their process in this way, too, it's like, this is humanity. This is what's true. This is the journalism that I'm interested in. There's a quote that I found on online and I don't know why I saved it but now having this conversation so when when you started talking about oh this is what's sitting with me today I want to read it to you it says your soul work on the new earth will not feel like a business it will feel like you are just being you fully Mm -hmm. you and everything you create from that space will just be a byproduct of you what you will do will be an extension of you exploring every expression or idea of yourself that excites you what you will create will be a natural expression of you loving life, being love, sharing your essence in whatever way you like. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. And yes. Yeah. And so I don't know why I saved that, but it hit me and I was, and everything you just shared just, yeah, really brought that into resonance. So thank mm-hmm. you, sis. And now I get to ask that question, how we kind of found each other through this practice that we both share, um, goddess yoga. So you're in Sedona and how did you find your way into that space? Mm. Oh, God bless goddess yoga. Well, you know what? The same brother who turned me on to the yoga teacher training in Peru, the same brother who is how I found Sedona, the same brother who brought me to a goddess yoga class. So Jonathan and I moved to Sedona together in January of 2021. 
And he was kind of on a journey to explore and integrate more of his feminine side. And so at the time, I think there was two goddess yoga classes, a Thursday and a Sunday. And the Thursday, the Sunday said women only on the schedule, but Thursday class didn't say that. So mm-hmm. he and I went to this class together, his idea. And Holly's sitting at the front desk. We walk in and she goes, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's women only. And I turn and look at Jonathan and I was like, yo, it's all good. I'll go with you. And she looks at me and she's like, honey, you're staying. And so I stayed and I cried on my mat that whole first class. I remember Mm -hmm. dancing to a remix of Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake and lying on my mat in Shavasana knowing if there is a training for this, I'm signing up. Mm -hmm. And of course, as Holly left the room, she announces next month there's a goddess training and I mean, for just so many reasons, it was a yes. Like, first of all, what I heard in the share circle reaffirmed me launching this journaling business, Mm -hmm. like knowing that there was a market for more grounded, fun integration. Mm -hmm. And then two, I had just never moved my body like that. Like I was a sprinter in college. I grew up playing regimented sports. So more masculine expression of my body and Mm -hmm. to move my hips, which were not very mobile at the time, was like earth shattering. Wow. Yeah. And I was just, I I didn't even sign up thinking I would teach, but I just knew that there was so much for me to explore there that I had to go deeper. And I mean, that whole path is so much magic of how it just grow. It grew and evolved so organically for me to be here today. And you basically became a regular and then you started teaching yourself and not yourself. (laughs) Anyways, you know what I meant? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I went to class all the time. I became best friends with one of the other instructors who brought like a slow and sensual twist mm-hmm. to goddess. Um, she was just like this young, like amazing exotic dancer. And I learned so much about coming of age and womanhood and erotic innocence from her. Mm-hmm. I learned so much about sexual expression from Holly. I just, I feel like it was a re-coming of age for me. Like the first time I actually got to intentionally become a woman and not just wear push-up bras and make out with boys in eighth grade. Like just, I feel like I grew right. up so fast. Yeah. And this was like a reintroduction to sensuality and woman. Oh man, I got to talk about that one with you too, because, you know, I walked into Goddess, already had five kids and like, she's kind of getting up there, you know, and I grew up moving my hips, but it was very structured. Mm-hmm. It's very structured and you know, there's a beat you follow and like dance classes. Yeah. Yoga classes. Yeah. Follow the teacher or whatever. And like coming into goddess of formless, free, primal expression and everyone teaches so different. And I remember taking Holly's class and then coming back to the training and then taking yours. And I was like, whoa, like this was like a, almost a new experience, but it was all the same, right? Bringing our own essence into leadership. Um, but when you're saying coming of age and I'm like, okay, 35, how old yeah, I'm 35 when I walk in, it feels like a brand new getting to know my sensuality again, getting to know my sexuality. And that just took me into the vortex, like <laughs> took me into the vortex heart of, wow, so much of what we think is sexy is so performative. And it is so based on this like male perspective of what is sexy. Like you said, lipstick and the making out with the boys and whatever, whatever, like the not like whatever. As you are really claiming the profane priestess as a master goddess yoga instructor and like all the things you're doing, I've seen this jump in sexuality expression. And I feel like you and I are on similar paths. I'm not 
No, not there. Because I'm still trying to figure out my integration as like a mom, which I don't know, this this past week, I launched um, a, my own racy email list where I could really be very unfiltered and a little more erotic without the visuals. Like I kind of just want the visuals to not be the thing that pulls people in. Like I really want to speak to the frequency in the body. But tell me about your liberation sexually mm. oh that was a lot <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah well first of all I just want to bow to like your seductress and that archetype because for me it is showing up with pictures right now but there's so much to like the embodied mystery it can mm. look so many ways and yeah I just I I love that we're all you know, giving our own flavor of these mm-hmm. erotic feminine archetypes mm-hmm. and this erotic feminine embodiment. And so for me, my sexual liberation, I mean, I've always been sexual and I think there's been a lot of distortion for me between performing and between being on birth control. So much got jumbled of like what was actually for me and what was mine and um, getting off birth control and like coming or squirting for the first time and like my body is like reacting in different ways was a huge shift in realizing that like my whole sexual experiences from 16 when I started having sex and when I got on birth control to 24 eight years of birth control like all of my sexual experiences were um under this lens and so when my body changed it was right like Like, I gotta say that for the people listening on the other side because when even when I say sexuality we instantly go oh with other people for other people like it involves other people and yeah maybe but like what I what Sam is talking about is like her own experience like what she just said is what is for me so I just had to like re yeah yeah thank you I mean well that was my experience as well of not realizing it was for me and so I'd say as I started doing womb work in 2020, something shifted where I became aware that like I was leaving myself out of the equation kind of. And I was right. I was traveling and fucking and writing all these erotic stories, but it was so based on like turning on the other. And sure, there's some, you know, juice in there for me, like to be that tease and to provoke feelings and to make things happen but I was never orgasm like there was just so much that was actually really distorted and you know I yeah I mean fuck it's been a journey um so I've always been sexual it was distorted got off birth control things started changing I realized there was this fine line between like being on the prowl but also being sacred and so that was my own journey of like where does being on a spiritual path coincide with still wanting to like bite sexy men's tattooed necks and like how do I go about you know finding my own truth in that of being on the prowl but also being pure and that's you know that's been a journey but really I think a huge shift was um buying my first vibrator this summer and like actually finally getting into taking my pleasure into my own hands and like that really it started this summer, but like, it didn't really start till October. I'm like, y'all, this has been like a really short journey of me being in, in embodied, like sensuality. And that's, that's a story, right? That's a story for all of us, because for sure we think, oh, healing takes time or like liberation takes time, but it 
it really is on its own timeline and it can happen in a second. And I feel like once goddess came into my life, like I couldn't even try if I wanted to, to hold my tongue, to not feel that feeling, to not emit that, right? Like once it's in your body, you're just going to explode somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to explode somewhere. You just can't go back. There's just this truth, like you said, the womb work. And when your womb is like speaking to you and your lineage is like coming through hard, there's just no like playing small. Like, what the fuck is that anymore? Absolutely. And it's been like five steps forward, three steps back kind yeah. of deal. So absolutely not just forward moment. Right, right, right. Time. And just, you know, I bow to the lessons I've been able to learn. And really the combination of like taking my self-pleasure into my own hands plus being friends with so many epic female photographers here in Sedona. And I mean, just having that natural sexual expression. I think there's, there's so much that, you know, this was my, this is my soul contract to get to be this archetype embodied. And I mean, it really, it feels so much bigger than me. And like the things just so synchronistically work themselves out. Like, you know, I'm not over here, like booking photo shoots, like in making it, making it like this it's not hard work it's just flowing and it's just clear that the world's hungry women are awakening we're remembering that we were all once sex priestesses and that the divine feminine's been lost on earth and is resurrecting and that sexuality is not taboo and and you know some people that's still not anyone's some people's reality absolutely absolutely but it's just (laughs) there is awakening happening on this planet and it's a choose your own adventure kind of life you know if this lights you up and it's like ooh, more you're doing this work. Others are doing this work. I'm doing like, find your tribe. And if this Mm -hmm. doesn't resonate with you, awesome, man. Like go order Domino's and watch Netflix. That's also great. Like there's really no right or wrong of how to To live in the feminine. No, because there's so many different (laughs) aspects and like in one season. Yeah. It's all a part of our own journey. Mm -hmm. And okay. So let's get into like leadership stuff too. I mean, it's all leadership, but (laughs) as you are, leading in goddess or leading in wild soul craft or as you're any, anytime you're speaking and you talk to people about authentic leadership like what is the nuggets that you're like I need you guys to hear this feel this like get this because Sam works very similar with me it's like integrity dude <laughs> integrity is so lacking in leadership and it's like, I know she just wants to go, you get it? Like, I need you to hear this so you can go and have this ripple effect. Like, that's to me what an embodied leader is. It's like, I don't want this to be like, I'm the best leader. Sam is trying to what she calls be a revolutionary. And it's not going to happen by just a handful of people. Like, she knows that leading the leaders is where it's at. So talk about like creating a revolution. How are you getting people to tap into that integrity? Oof. Girl, your podcast is popping off. You ask great questions. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's so much with authentic leadership. And the truth is that we all have something to share. And the truth is that no one can share it but you. So even though both of us are sovereign leaders, I cannot bring forth your medicine and you cannot bring forth mine. Because so much of what we shine comes from the places that we've been hurt. You know, the grit, the grit is what makes a pearl. So all of us have been through our own unique trials and tribulations. 
for a very specific reason. And that's to speak with resonance and confidence about these places. Like we're all laying a foundation for how to be human for those that come after us of like, this is what women's liberation looks like. And this is what healing from being on the pharmaceutical world looks like. And this is, I mean, we all just have our own places where we've journeyed and it's sitting still and saying, where does my deepest gladness meet the world's hunger? And then having the momentum and the confidence to keep going once you get the hit and once it guides you somewhere and an opportunity reveals itself to say yes and to know that you're worth it and to know that the world needs us lit up. The world needs us passionate. The world needs us with open hearts. The world needs us brave. The world needs us tapped in and turned on and tuned in. And so it's for all these reasons that this is authentic leadership. Like we, we need all of us to be shining our light. And there's so many stories to keep us from doing it. There's already X amount of people doing this. I could fail. I won't make enough money. I've been told I'm not good enough, but I'm not an artist. I, I don't have enough experience. All, there's a million reasons why you shouldn't and why you wouldn't. But ultimately, my belief is that the world's what the world really needs is people shining their light. And that comes from looking at our muck and being willing to sift and get to it, get to that pearl and bring it up with an open heart. And so it's like lion mentality, like super courageous, super fierce, but vulnerable, tender heart. And yeah, authentic leadership is going to save the world, period. <laughs> period. Drop the mic. I'm going to throw this podcast mic down on the floor right now. <laughs> well, you know what? I honestly, I want to, I want to leave it right there because that invitation was so powerful. And so if you obviously have been rocked by Sam, like I was, and I just wrote like a massive page of nuggets, please check her out. I will link her site and her Instagram and all of the things in the show notes. And you can reach out to her. She is one definitely to follow, but also who's leading you. You know what I mean? Like you're not following her. You're just like getting inspired daily by her. So I appreciate you, my sis. This has been so epic. You're so amazing. And I I will see you all on the next episode. Take care. Aloha. Hey, if you love today's episode and feel like it would serve someone in your life, it goes a long way when you screenshot post, tag me on Insta, and take a few minutes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And I have something just for you. It is my brand new weekly newsletter and it is called Submerged. This is not your boring newsletter that pops in and you just start to roll your eyes. No sis. This is getting deeper. So the topics that we talk about on the podcast, especially around those that are of holistic sex, love and relationships, we're going to be a little bit more explicit and a lot more erotic. And if you're here for that juiciness, get on the list. It's in the show notes and I can't wait to dive in more in your inbox.